Growing a team for your food blog can sound like a complicated thing to do, but the reality is there are so many ways that you can grow a team for your blog, and today I'm going to go over a few of the primary ways that you can grow a team to support you as you scale your food blog. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hello friends, and I hope you are having a fantastic start to your week. Happy Tuesday for those of you who are listening to this week's episode live. And I am just really excited to have this conversation today about growing your blog with a team. This is something that I've been thinking about, talking about for a really long time, and I think it will be really encouraging for you to hopefully just kind of take the walls off of whatever preconceived notions you have about growing a team for your blog and hopefully get some ideas of ways that you can support yourself as the CEO of your food blog through growing a team and how different that can look for every single food blogger out there. Before we jump into the episode and talking about team, I would love to quickly introduce myself and our team here at Grace and Vine Studios. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the founder and CEO over here, and through the support of our amazing team of designers and WordPress specialists, blogging experts, and operations experts, we love to support our clients through custom brands and website design. Generally speaking, our clients are food bloggers who are established in the food blogging world. They've had their blog for a while. Maybe they went from having a hobby blog 10 years ago to in the last couple of years, focusing on driving results, making an impact through their blog and potentially turning their blog into their full-time business. And we just absolutely love to be able to support our clients who are looking to increase their impact through their food blog and knowing that a professionally designed brand and website is a part of that conversation because they want to put their best foot forward when someone lands on their website and be able to have a website that makes the biggest impact through collecting email addresses and creating a connection with their audience. And that is just something that we are just so honored to be able to be a part of. Now, if you're ever curious about what it would look like to work with us and what those types of packages look like, you can always head over to our website at graceandvinestudios.com and our services tab is where you will find all the information about the different ways that we work with clients and be able to figure out what is the best for you in this season. Now, if you know that a website redesign or a rebrand is in your future for this year, we would love to chat with you as soon as possible as we are quickly filling up our spots for quarter two. And as you know, the rest of the year for food bloggers, quarter three and quarter four comes up way too fast. And we know that for a lot of our clients, they want to get that redesign done before the end of the year. So if that is you, if you have been putting off reaching out, please do not put it off any longer. Let's chat and see if it's a good fit to work together and when we can get started. Okay, so our last little housekeeping thing is my personal note for this week. And I feel like this is something that I have been just driving home a lot with conversations with friends and with my husband 
And that is this concept of an ideal week. And I cannot tell you how helpful it is and has been over the last couple of weeks of this new year to be thinking about things in terms of my ideal week. Now, if you don't know what this concept is, essentially your ideal week is a framework or a template of what you want your time to look like at any given week. I can honestly tell you that this is something that I have been trying to follow every week for over a month now, and no week has looked the same. But what this has done is it has helped me to be more consistent in fitting in the things that are important to me week over week. And even if I'm not following my ideal week exactly to a T, it is something that is helping to guide me and it's helping to help me prioritize my time which has been just a big game changer for me as this month has been insanely busier than the last month was with January being such a slow start to the year. So all that to say, if you've never done an ideal week before or you feel like you are not fitting in the things that you want to fit in, I would highly recommend just trying to create one and trying to follow even part of it because it will make a huge difference for you. Now that we have all of that out of the way, let's dive into our topic today, which is team and specifically building a team for your food blog. This is a topic that I am so passionate about and love to talk about because I think food blogging is one of the only industries where it is accepted and even idolized to do it all. It is almost a badge of honor to do everything yourself as a food blogger. I have seen food bloggers brag about how they do everything themselves and they don't have a team. And if that is your style, you're probably not even listening to this episode. But if you have desired at some point to take things off of your plate or to scale your food blog and be able to do more with it, growing a team is one of the ways that you can do that. And it will completely change the way that you view your blog. One of the reasons this happens and one of the reasons this is so important is that at some point as your blog is growing, you will likely run out of capacity to be able to do all of the things. Or even if you have the time to do them, it's unrealistic that one person should do everything that is required for running a food blog. I also think trying to do it all is one of the fastest ways for you to burn out when it comes to food blogging and to take this from being something that is fun and enjoyable and that you love to having it be something that becomes soul sucking, which is why you got out of whatever corporate or previous role you were in before you decided to start your food blog. You probably didn't envision that you would be working 60 to 80 hours a week and doing everything to make, you know, barely minimum wage. So growing your team can be something that can really protect your time, your energy, and can ultimately make food blogging a lot more fun. And I have seen this in my Grace and Vine business for the last few years as I've grown a team and as I have leaned more into the things that I love doing and been able to outsource the rest of those things to other people. But I've also started to see some of these results as I've been growing my team for my food blog as well. So if you have thought about outsourcing before, but you're not quite sure what you want to outsource or how you could even start to build a team, we're going to talk about the different ways that a food blogging team can look. I started thinking about this months ago, and I realized that there's a couple of different departments, if you will, 
where you are able to hire people to support you. And it doesn't always mean that you're hiring a writer or a photographer or taking the actual blogging piece away from you. There are so many other ways that you can build a team to support you. And we are going to dive into that right now. The first section or department, if you want to think of it like that, of people that you can use to build a team is going to be operations. Now, the operations portion of your team is going to be people who help to manage the business itself more so than the blogging elements of the business. This is one of the areas I see people start to hire for first in their food blog. And it's one of the ones that makes the most sense because often you love the work that is creating the content for the food blog. You don't necessarily love the running of the business to keep the food blog going. So these people are typically going to be on your team on an ongoing basis. They're going to be people that you're paying hourly or who are working with you on a month to month basis. There can sometimes be an overlap in some of their skills or services that will support the overall business health. And so some of the examples of operations roles are roles like a virtual assistant who takes some of the non-blogging content tasks off of your plate. Maybe they are answering emails for you or they are responding to comments on your website. Another example is an operations manager. An operations manager is going to be somebody who has a higher level view and kind of sees all of the moving pieces of the business and helps to keep those going. Another example of this on a slightly smaller scale is going to be a project manager. A project manager is going to be generally somebody who helps to see a project from start to finish. So an example of this might be if you are designing a cookbook and you have a project manager who is helping you to figure out all the pieces that need to be done and making sure that they get done in a timely manner to reach your full deadline for that cookbook. The next example of somebody might be a brand manager or somebody who is helping you with sales. So this could be somebody helping you to secure brand sponsorships or other collaborations that you might be doing. You could also work with somebody for PR. So things like figuring out podcast guest placing or even guest post writing opportunities. And then there's also a tech side to this operations department, which is things like your hosting company, maybe a tech support person that you have, or having somebody who is more of a strategist or focused on optimization like we do for our food blogger support package. All of these are examples of people who are supporting the overall health of the business and the overall growth of the business as well. So again, this is not specific to the actual content, the blog posts that you are putting out there, but it is kind of the back side of the business and the background of the business that needs to be running smoothly and often is the thing that you're not thinking about as a food blogger. The next department that you can think about is the content department. So content-based roles are ones that support you with creating the actual content used for blog posts or social media marketing. These might still be roles that are ongoing in your business if you have a writer or a photographer who you work with on a monthly basis, but sometimes these can be more specific and kind of sporadic in how you are using them and how often. Some examples of content-based roles would be a blog manager, a writer, a photographer, videographer, recipe developer, an SEO consultant who you might have an ongoing or monthly relationship with, a social media manager, or a Pinterest manager. 
Now with these roles, a lot of these are going to be ongoing roles as well, but they could be more sporadic than a weekly commitment or a monthly commitment. You might decide to hire a photographer for a specific set of blog posts or a videographer to do a few video posts. It's likely that you are creating more content on your own than what you're hiring out through these content-based roles. That's just going to depend on every blog and how much content you're creating and kind of how much of your team investment you're putting into these content-based roles. But they're going to be very specific project-based because of the content that they're creating, or they're going to be on a monthly ongoing basis if there's somebody who is working for you for a set amount of hours every week. The third type, this isn't so much a department per se, but this is going to be a type of team member, and that is someone who is project-based. So these are roles on your team that typically have a fixed start and end date. They become a part of your team for a specific project or a specific amount of time rather than being on an ongoing basis. So this is going to be the primary way that we typically work with clients outside of our food blogger support package. So something like working on your website, so hiring us as your website designer or hiring us for a branding project, those are projects that have a fixed start date and a fixed end date. And then we do not remain on your team as your web designer you know, indefinitely. We certainly work with clients on smaller projects ongoing, but typically they're going to have a start and end date and it's not a recurring, you know, invoice or recurring communication. Another example of this is an SEO consult or an SEO audit. So you would hire that SEO for a specific audit project and then the relationship would be, you know, over with after that. It also might be if you hire somebody to do a site speed audit for you. There's a start and an end to that, and it's not ongoing. Now, this fourth way that you can build a team is probably my favorite and the most commonly missed when it comes to building a team for your food blog, and that is going to be the personal side of things. Now, I want to say here before I get into these examples that the personal side of things is different because it is not necessarily somebody that you're hiring within your business, although it can be, and I'll explain a couple of these ways, but you want to make sure to talk to your CPA about this before you decide this is a business expense, because a lot of these are not going to be considered a business expense and are going to be a personal expense for you. But why these are important is these types of roles will support you as a business owner and give you more time for whatever it is that you want time for. So it might be that you are hiring someone to do personal work for you so that you have more time to work in your business. Or maybe you're hiring someone to do personal work for you so you have more time to spend with your family and not have to work. So these are things that can buy you back time but aren't always a business expense and that is going to be a case-by-case basis based on your financial situation. So the first one is an assistant. Now this can be a personal assistant, which again would be considered a personal expense, or you could also hire someone to be an in-person assistant for you during photo shoots. This is something that I have started doing for my food blog, and it is a complete game changer in efficiency, in energy level, and it's also a lot more fun having an in-person assistant who can help me with my photo shoots. The same person I use for my in-person assistant work is also my personal assistant that does things for us outside of the business. And I have to keep those two expenses separate so that it works from a tax perspective. 
but it's something to consider having somebody who can be an assistant for you in your business, but is in person for you rather than a virtual assistant. Using a grocery delivery service for either your recipes that you're working on for your blog or for your family is another great way to buy back your time and, you know, have that support for you as the business owner. This can also be just a grocery pickup if you don't want to, you know, pay the extra fee to have something like Instacart deliver it to you. Having someone to come and help you with food styling is another great way to support you and potentially take something out of the photo creation process that might not be your favorite part. And then these last two are definitely personal expenses, but are something to really consider for you and just supporting you to buy back your time and to just give you more brain space for what you need to do. And that is going to be hiring out childcare or hiring out other parts of your home care. So that might be that you hire a cleaning service or a yard service, something that is going to give you extra time to do what you need to do, whether that is, you know, spending more time working on your business or spending more time on personal things. So as you can see, there are I mean, just covering four different ways, but there are so many different possibilities for getting support in your food blogging business. And maybe you have never thought about building a team or maybe you feel like you don't want to have a team. I used to feel like I didn't want to build a team for my web design business. And I'm so glad that I changed my mind on that. And I'm giving you permission to change your mind on that as well, because it has saved me so many times just my mental capacity, my mental sanity to have other people in the business with me and to not have to do it all by myself. And like I mentioned, I have started to see the fruits of that as well in my food blogging business. I definitely have been able to create way more content through having the support of my blog manager, my in-person assistant, even my husband who's now doing things for the blog on the back end as well. We have just been able to do so much more now that it is not just me. And that's not just because of my personal life and things that I have going on in it. It's just hard to do everything by yourself that is required in order to maintain, let alone grow a food blog. And so I hope that this episode gives you some ideas of ways that you might be able to start building a team around you to support you, whether that's more in your personal life or more in the business side of things. But I would highly encourage you to think about what might be the next best hire for you for your food blog and what would be just a breath of fresh air to get off of your plate. I think doing this is going to open up a door that hopefully will help you to continue outsourcing and continue to grow your blog through that method. I'm also going to link in the show notes a bunch of episodes where we've talked about this before. Back in episode 111, I talked about unusual ways to outsource different parts of your food blog. And I mentioned a few of those in this episode, but it's helpful to go back and just hear a bunch of different other ideas that I didn't cover in kind of a general way in this episode. I will also link to two different interviews we've done with past clients. One was with Christine Pittman talking about how she has grown two blogs and managed a team. And then I also have an episode with Liz Marino where we talked about how her business has really exploded since she started investing into a team. And I would love for you to just hear their stories because I know it can feel intimidating to get started with hiring and outsourcing things for your blog, but it is really a game changer and I can't say enough about it. And then finally, I will also link in the show notes to our food blogger support package, because if you are looking for a way to 
feel supported in your food blog and feel like you have someone, a resource you can go to with questions and when you need something fixed on your website, we would love to be that person for you or that group of people for you as our team will be able to support you. And so that would be something I would highly recommend checking out. If you're looking to kind of dip your toes into having a support team behind you to grow your food blog, we would absolutely love to be that for you. Okay, friends, I hope this week's episode encourages you and gives you some things to think about for the future and for the future state of your food blog. I would love to hear what you guys thought about this episode. Hop on over to Instagram and connect with me there at Grace and Vine and let me know who your next best hire might be for your blog, whether that is someone you're going to start with right away or you're going to start looking for for you know the next six months down the road. Until next week, friends, talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.